I have to have more faith to believe Craig Wright is not Satoshi Nakamoto <laughs> than to believe that he is. If I, if, that he, if I believe that he is Satoshi Nakamoto, everything makes sense. Who he is, where he comes from, the work he's doing today, mm-hmm. uh, the, the fact that he's continuing to push Satoshi's vision in terms of Bitcoin, it all fits. If he's a liar and he's not Satoshi Nakamoto, mm. well, then he is the biggest psychopath you know, I've, uh, that exists. Like oh, somebody yeah. who is not just a liar, but actually mad. Just before we get started, have you ever considered or have you ever been interested in learning more about cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or things like that or blockchain? You always hear about it, but you don't know how to begin. Well, I created a platform called CryptoUniversity.co.za, which would help you learn all of that. There's a lot of hype about these things and I know people are interested, but there are also a lot of scammers. So the only defense you can come up with is offense, right? So you need the knowledge you need to know you need the right information to understand all these things to be able to identify what's real and what's not so if you are of that curious mindset and you really want to know go to cryptouniversity.co.za you'll be learn you'll be able to learn everything when it comes to crypto whether it's uh, you just want to have the generic knowledge to understand it uh, whether you want to become a, an investor or a trader or you just want to have skin in the game uh, to diversify yourself you know your position uh, go check out cryptouniversity.co.za. Thank you. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to another episode of the Grey Av podcast, Survival Skills for the 21st Century. And uh, as always, we have another exciting podcast. And just looking at the title of this, some of you are already excited. And just to give you building blocks for those of you who are listening to this episode, this is almost like a part two. Uh, but it's recorded at a different time, obviously, uh, that I did with Lorian Gamaroff. And the first episode we did was 116, episode 116, if you want to go check it out. And another building block for you to make sense of all this we, we're going to talk about is episode 133 with Peter McCormack, because the story is a little related, or the subject matter, so to speak. But uh, Lorian is an incredible guy, one of the most influential Bitcoin people in uh, or blockchain enthusiasts in Africa. I'm just going to give you a little description here. Lorian is the founder and CEO of Bankimoon, a blockchain and cryptocurrency consultancy, and now founder and CEO of SendB, a cryptocurrency payments and remittance company. This is according to uh, accountancyessay.org.com. Zere, by the way, so he is the co-founder of Send B because yeah, I know he is a co-founder, uh, an awesome guy, Angus Brown as well. And as Africa's foremost blockchain expert, he has addressed and advised the United Nations, IMF, World Bank, FBI, and Commonwealth Secretariat, the South African Reserve Bank as well, and Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe, TEDx, and a host of professionals in multiple industries and attorney generals throughout the world. He offers insight and guidance to business executives and advises government on blockchain technologies and their implications. Right. So, I mean, this is a guy who really puts in the work. He's just not a talker, you know. They're building up Send B in Africa, which is starting to work. Right now they have the app ready. You can check it out on, on your app store. Send B, C-E-N-T-B-E-E. And also, they just launched Minute Money, uh, a remittance app 
uh, that you can find on the uh, on the app store so for the, for those of you who don't are not in Africa maybe this is hard to understand but these are products are uh, some of the main products that are being used with people that are built uh, on Bitcoin but these ones specifically are built on Bitcoin SV and another uh, thing that I have to point out before we get started is that I started this podcast as a tool for myself to learn and I think it's imperative to have an open mind uh, even to people who I don't always agree with on certain things so if you think I'm wrong for having Lorian because he promotes and he supports Bitcoin SV then don't listen to the podcast and just start your own and you know talk to people who only agrees with you all the time right for me I think it's important that we have to we get to have all these conversations and you know we can always find middle ground and uh, you know create a better world from that so um, basically the story here is that you know Bitcoin started was found was created by Satoshi Nakamoto who nobody really know who he is and then later on there have been a lot of politics going on within the Bitcoin community a lot of disagreements and it ended up to a point where we had forks right uh, Bitcoin split it into Bitcoin BTC and Bitcoin cash BCH and then there was another split of the Bit Bitcoin Cash network into Bitcoin Cash and then Bitcoin Satoshi's vision. Satoshi's vision is Bitcoin SV, which was created by, promoted by um, Craig Wright, who claims to be Satoshi Nakamoto, the founder of Bitcoin. Okay. And he claims that he created it and he has been trying to provide some level of evidence, which a lot of people don't agree with, that it's enough evidence for him to prove that he is Satoshi Nakamoto. And there have been lawsuits, uh, particularly one that is relevant here is the one with Peter McCormack, who I had on episode number one, one, uh, number 133. He was involved in a court case with Craig Wright because he called him a fraud on Twitter. Uh, Lorian is a supporter of Bitcoin SV and among the things we talk about, we talk about the whole thing and then uh, we talk about Bitcoin versus government or governance or law and we discuss Craig Wright, what are his thoughts on that and what makes him think that Craig Wright is Satoshi Nakamoto and we also, uh, you know, he mentioned other people as well, Nick Zabo, Adam Back and some of the prominent figures within the Bitcoin community were mentioned. So remember, you can also watch this entire episode uh, on video if you go on my YouTube channel, Hardcore Crypto, it's going to be there and you guys can watch it and share it. Otherwise, stay awesome and enjoy my conversation with Lorian. Yeah, we on. Thanks for having us at your SNB offices. That's yeah, where awesome. all the magic is happening. Exactly, it's a pleasure. Yeah, you can see uh, some of the activity behind here. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're one of the few companies that are actually doing stuff in the reward. So, you know, I'm so impressed by that. But um, since the last time we spoke, uh, what would be the update now with what's going mm. on uh, in Send B and in your in your life, whatever you want to share? Yeah, so um, I mean, we 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 have a very ambitious company. You know, mm. we I mean, of course, we're we're very wedded to this idea of Bitcoin as a as a payment system. Uh, you know, what's very interesting is that um, when you when you think about Bitcoin, um, a lot of people have been um, very fixed to this idea of money uh, since the beginning. You know, mm. the, even the title of the white paper said peer to peer cash. 
Um, and uh, the BTC community obviously have taken that to the next level, which is now it's actually just gold. It's not meant to be cash. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, uh, when you think about Bitcoin and you think about uh, the idea around scaling Bitcoin, and this is actually goes to Satoshi Nakamoto, mm. you know, where he thought about uh, Bitcoin not having a scaling ceiling, you know, something that can be commercialized and, and uh, can work within big data centers. Yeah. Um, that means that uh, this blockchain ledger uh, actually has a lot more ideas, a lot more capabilities, and we see how blockchains like Ethereum and so on, they're trying to come up with a kind of application layer on top of blockchain. Yes. But um, if you just think about the storage capabilities on Bitcoin, a lot of companies are now thinking about storing information on, on Bitcoin, at least Bitcoin SV, which is mm. what we support. So, you know, uh, there's a lot, if you follow the Bitcoin SV community and you, and you look to what they're trying to do with Bitcoin as, a, as a, a, a technology that has no limits in terms of the amount of information you can put on there, yeah. then you're starting to see a lot of other companies come along that are not doing money-based systems. But we, you know, and I, I, since, since, I mean, for 10 years now, I've been looking at Bitcoin as a payment system. And that's why Sempi is a payment company, mm. but it's not the kind of company that you you know you can create a single create a single product and then suddenly you know you have a, a, a revenue generating functioning business. To create a new financial system, you need a lot of components. You know, you need people to be able to easily get Bitcoin, to be able to easily hold it, and mm. then to be able to easily so, uh, uh, use it, spend it. That's what uh, motivates us. We want Bitcoin to be cash. Right. Uh, and that's why Bitcoin SV, uh, as uh, you know, the, 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 the microtransactions, the, the micro fees and so on, that's very important to us. So we're trying to now create that new payments ecosystem. You know, we're trying to get people easily into Bitcoin SV um, to hold it onto a wallet and now finally to spend it and to use it. Um, and it's complicated. You know, we don't have a huge team. We've got uh, uh, just less than 10 people. Yeah. And uh, we've got some major products that we've got. Uh, uh, some are live. I mean, uh, the ability to buy Bitcoin at uh, just about every major supermarket in the country. Uh, that's a possibility now with our, mm. what we call our voucher program. Uh, so that's what we think we've solved people now being able to get Bitcoin SV. Uh, we've got our Sentby wallet, which is now about to launch its version 2, which is a, right. a vast improvement. It'll be a lot quicker and, and uh, smoother and slicker. Um, and uh, we have, so that's the purchasing Bitcoin, the, the holding Bitcoin. And uh, now we're getting into the use of Bitcoin. You know, how do people use it? Mm. We, don't, we, we, we are very against this hodl mentality where you just... You buy Bitcoin and you sit back and you relax and you get rich. We, yeah. We're very against that. And, and also from a, you know, from a, a values point of view, I think that if you want to get rich, you've got to work hard. Right. You know, so you don't just get rich by being lucky by investing. You know, you, but you, they, the, the leader of Bitcoin, uh, SV himself, he got rich by hoarding a lot of Bitcoin. Yes, he did. But uh, remember, he, he built Bitcoin. He mm. invented Bitcoin. And mm. uh, he, he's continuing to invent Bitcoin. That's if you think, uh, believe Craig Wright is Satoshi Nakamoto. And I certainly do believe that. Right. So, you know, he, he's constantly working, he's building, and, uh, and uh, it's not that he was just a one-hit wonder, came up with an idea, and suddenly now he's loaded. Mm. So we're very against this hodl mentality. We want people to use their Bitcoin, and that's when the network will become more valuable, and that's when your Bitcoin will become more valuable, when it's useful. So we've now got our remittance product, which is in pilot phase testing, and uh, we, we've opened up the South Africa-Nigeria corridor. And um, as soon as that works well and the software is stabilized and yeah. works nice and smooth, then uh, we're going to open up other countries around the continent. Um, and we really think we're going to be very disruptive and bring a lot of value to people because we can really yeah. uh, make, the, make it a lot more uh, convenient and efficient and cost effective. 
And then, um, so once we've got that, we've got a nice use case for your Bitcoin. Yeah. But ultimately, we would love for you to be able to go and spend your Bitcoin. You know, go to go buy your groceries or pay your bills or buy your time data, whatever. So we've got this lot of stuff on the go. These mm. major products that form the pillars of this company. That's why we think of ourselves as an ecosystem company. Very ambitious with a small team trying to build all these products. Um, you know, we, we, we are very enthusiastic and excited about it. We think we're going to manage to do this. Mm. Uh, obviously, we've got some good people here. Uh, and Angus Brown, who, you, who I think you met, yeah. you know, he's got a lot of experience uh, in, in, in this space, you know, especially coming from a banking world and having founded uh, eBucks, you know, yeah. and that's still going to this day, 20 yeah, years later. Sure. That was 2000, by yeah. the way, 20 years ago. Right. So, um, or 2000 we, and 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's almost 20 years ago. Man. Yeah. So, you know, we, we are very excited about it and the potential. And uh, we think that South Africa is going to become, and other countries, of course, you know, as we, we engage more partners across mm. Malawi and so on, you know, we think that we can bring Bitcoin to Africa. And that's been my mantra for the last, I mean, I, I got involved with Bitcoin in 20, late 2010, 2011. You know, since that day, I've been, I want to bring Bitcoin to Africa. And um, uh, this is my continent. And this is where I want to change the world. And this is where Bitcoin can work best. So now, you know, we're doing it. You yes. know, we're managing, managing to, to break that ground. So it's very exciting. So if you had, I mean, we can talk about the, the, the politics of what's happening mm -hmm. in, in regards to crypto and uh, all the other things. But uh, how do you, how would you, if someone was listening to this interview 100 years from now, how would you explain, or give them a, a sense of what it feels like to be in 2019 today? Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a very interesting. Um, Oh, I mean, uh, if you're in the space, if you are somebody who is a crypto enthusiast and you follow people on crypto on Twitter and yeah. uh, you know you're in interested and you do your research and you find out, you know, it's uh, extremely noisy and confusing and it all come down, comes down to the personalities because you know everybody's punting some blockchain technology. Mm. They all have great hopes, you know, that this is going to be the technology that changes the world and uh, and uh, uh, this is the way it's going to be done. But there's nothing really that has been uh, something that you can look at and say, oh, yes, look, there it's working. You know, look at that blockchain. It really is. Look at the amazing products. Mm. Look how many people are using it. None of that's happening, really, except actually on Bitcoin SV. But um, right now, you know, uh, uh, that means that it's only opinions. And uh, obviously, when there's opinions and there's no... Uh, uh, substance to to those uh, those opinions. In other words, uh, you know when they say the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Mm. You know, um, there's lots of pudding, but nobody's eating it, so we can't really tell whose pudding is the best. Uh, and that means we're going to uh, assume, based on our limited understanding of the technology, if we're not technical, most of it is down to the personality types. Yes. You know, every single blockchain project has a group of personalities or a single personality that dominates, and. Um, and, and people make their, their decisions about a crypto project based on the personalities involved. Right, right. Who are they involved with? You know, like if you look at, look at Ripple, you know, it's all about enterprise and, um, you know, uh, going with government and so on. And a lot of people who are very anti that, you know, the BTC community <laughs> are very anti-government and anti-business. Yes. Because, you know, um, they, they don't want their Bitcoin version to to be dominated by commercial entities that have to be regulated and so on. You know, they've taken this whole idea that Bitcoin as a money system is going to solve the fiat problem, mm. you know, where governments, central banks can just create money. But they've taken it to the next level where they say it's not just the money we can't trust and the money issuers. We it's can't the trust the government either. Yeah. And we can't trust the institutions. 
So, you know, those personalities are very anti that. They're the cypherpunks. You know, mm. cypherpunk is not a cyberpunk. A cypherpunk, those, those people really want to have technology and systems that are private and government can't in, uh, interfere with. Mm. And they've now taken this money system as something like that, where they want to create a system that government can't interfere with. And, uh, so but now, is, there, is, there, is there some um, merit to it? Well, I mean, there's certainly merit in, uh, in, in stopping uh, ad hoc intervention. You know, mm. if there's a system and it has rules, you don't want those rules to change. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there is merit in, in creating a system that is solid and fixed and stable and that nobody can then go and fiddle with, you know, in the background. You know, like we look at the central bankers and we say, well, those guys can fiddle with the supply uh, of money. Well, we don't want that. So, yes, there is merit in that, but there's no merit in saying we don't want commercial entities to come in and, and you know, create products for their, their customers. We don't want government to regulate it. You know, we, we Yeah, but, you, you know, to their argument, mm -hmm. I think what they're trying to say is that sometimes when, in most cases, when big institutions come in, they work with government, and, you know, domains or ecosystem become very close and very mm -hmm. explicit. You know, I mean, exclusive. Sorry, yes. to to certain groups, which merely just the institutions themselves, and then they yes. profit from it. Yes. So the whole thing about Bitcoin is that it still allows everyone to participate and do whatever they have to do. So I think there is that feeling of that the more government mm. intervene and the bigger institutions, mm. it kind of now start to remove the... Yes, yes the innovation the, and so yeah. on. Yes, I totally agree with that. Mm. But, um, you know, uh, when we look at Bitcoin, let's just say, you know, um, a lot of people confuse uh, how the Bitcoin technology evolves and also just the rules around that technology. Now, what do I mean by that? You know, I hear this argument all the time that um, uh, BTC uh, say, they say that the white paper isn't relevant anymore. You know, the Bitcoin white paper that Satoshi Nakamoto, mm -hmm. he wrote it 10 years ago, and things have changed. We've, we've come up with new ideas. So why do we want to have a technology that stays fixed in the past? Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're saying it's like a Model T car. You remember the, the old Ford that yes. happened, was it 100 years ago? They said, if you keep the technology the same, then you're never going to have innovation. But they've missed a very important thing that when we looked at the Bitcoin white paper, what was the Bitcoin white paper meant to be? It was meant to create a set of rules yes. that we follow. Now, how does that relate to cars? Well, think about the Bitcoin white paper as the rules of the road. We have, we drive on the left-hand side, we have to stop at the red lights, we've got to um, yield at the circles, uh, we have to park in the parking bays, we can't go over the speed limit. Those are the rules of the road, okay? The cars now that we can build, we can build any car we like. We can build a, a, the most amazing car in the world. But if that car breaks any of those rules, it's not allowed on the roads. Mm. So that's what the white paper was. It was a set of rules. And you can now create technology, mining technology, wallet technology, node technology, that follows the rules of, of the Bitcoin white paper, but can innovate and so on. You know, can, can, can grow and become amazing. And that's what a lot of people have skipped. They, they think that guys like us who, who follow the Bitcoin white paper, we say the white paper is the rule and we must stay set in stone. Mm. They think, well, now you're saying that you don't want to innovate. So but but we, don't, we do want to innovate, but the rules must stay stable. And that's why I was saying to you earlier, you don't want intervention. Mm. You don't want the central banker to come in and say, all right, guys, we're going to print, an, print another trillion rand or trillion dollars because now they've broken the rules of mm. the system. We want to create a system of rules here are the rules. Now go and innovate on top of it. So 
this is now the fundamental thing that separates the, the BTC community from the BSV community, the Bitcoin yeah. co uh, core and the Bitcoin SV. Uh, and I don't think that, um, you know, uh, when it comes to putting across the white paper saying, look, it follows the rules. That means rules of the law, you know, the law, the regulatory rules. Um, that's fine. And, you know, uh, another thing about BTC is that they want to try and create a system that is government resistant because yeah. they don't want that intervention because mm -hmm. they always use this word uncensorable. Have you ever heard that word? Censorship free. Censorship free. Mm. So they're saying we can, we have to create a system that is resistant to government mm. where they cannot interfere because we don't want them shutting things down. But do you know how you make something uh, government resistant and uncensorable? Mm. You make it follow the rules. You make it follow the laws. If your, your system follows the law, yeah. no one's going to shut you down. Government can't shut you down if you are acting within the regulations and the legal environment. Framework, yeah. And the amazing thing about what Satoshi Nakamoto created is he created a system that can be legal. Remember, it has signatures, digital signatures. Um, it's transparent. The ledger's transparent. You can mm. view transactions if you know the identity of the, the owners of those addresses. So Satoshi Nakamoto actually created a legal system, which means government won't want to shut it down. BDC are trying to create an illegal system. In other words, or, or let's say illegal. They want it where there are no laws that can stop it. And that's why they were quite happy to do something like segregated witness, mm. which is to remove the signature out of the transaction, which means now it's not a legal document. It's not admissible in a court of law. It doesn't conform to any of the legal structures that we have today. So of course government's going to want to get involved there. Mm. So can you see now, there's so many of these subtle issues that when you just see it from the surface and you listen to uh, specifically certain groups or uh, blockchain groups they've got their ideology yeah but a lot of the time that ideology is naive they don't fully understand what's going on here and those cypherpunks that are in, in charge of btc and the narrative they have the ideology of creating a, a, a government resistant world and they're not considering just how the world works so Let's talk about Craig Wright a little bit. Yeah. So you believe that he is Satoshi himself? I do. Okay, I'm not convinced. Mm. Um, what, so what do you think about, for someone who created Bitcoin and wrote the Bitcoin white paper as he claimed, why does he have to prove his, on, uh, his Satoshiness by going to a legal court? Well, he never wanted to prove himself as Satoshi. He always wanted Satoshi just to be hidden away. You know, he didn't want there to be a leader of mm. the of this community. Mm. You know, he he saw that as soon as there's a leader, you know, then people follow them, and uh, uh, you know, becomes about the the personality. And we've seen that in every blockchain project. You know, yes. Bitcoin Cash has Roger Ver, Litecoin has Charlie Lee. You know, uh, um, BT, Bitcoin BDC has all those guys at the core group. You know, um, Samson Mo and um, Jameson Lop and you know all those guys that are these big personalities now. Mm. So when Craig Wright, uh, uh, as I believe, created Bitcoin, he wanted to just create the, the the framework for this technology, create the rules for this technology, mm. and say, look, there it is now. Innovate and build upon it, and so on. And that's why he didn't patent it at the time, because you know as soon as you patent something, well now nobody can use it, and no, you know no one can go and, and and innovate on top of it unless they pay licenses. So Craig Wright was was quite determined to let this just become a technology that that evolves in the community or at least the community takes on and there's no sort of pe personal people that are now kind of the the, the government of, of mm. bitcoin and uh, 
so but unfortunately you know he he got uh, a lot of people did actually know at the time that he was satoshi nakamoto and uh, that's why he got exposed you know uh, and uh, suddenly now there were reporters coming along to him and saying all right are you satoshi nakamoto and at that mm. stage it was like okay well he's getting all this trouble let him just do it but then of course when it came to now signing the the, the whole transaction and moving the coins mm. you know um that that to me is uh, there's a number of uh, things around that first of all when it comes to the holding the keys, and this is what everybody says, it would be so easy for Craig Wright to prove mm. that he's Satoshi, but just signing a transaction with these keys or moving one tiny little Satoshi you know, mm. uh, to a different address. But remember, possession isn't ownership. In the legal world, if, if, if I see a Lamborghini downstairs, mm. I'm not going to say, all right, everybody in this room, whoever, owns, whoever is holding the keys is the owner of that Lamborghini. Yeah. That's not how it works. You might have taken those keys from somebody else. So... Possession means nothing mm. in the in the in, in the in the in the real world. Holding the keys to the car does not mean you own the car, mm. so it's it's pointless. But as well as that, it's kind of like saying, "Look, I want to I want to know how much Bitcoin you have. I want to. Can you please now open up your wallet and just show me your balance there? Mm. You know, that's your own private information, right? You know, it's like me, my bank balance. Do you want to go and see my bank balance? So Craig has a lot of reasons to say, "No, I'm not going to just like." do this because everybody wants me to do this like I've got my reasons I, it's, it's not going to prove anything it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to suddenly show everybody like what I earn and this is my own private information and um, so that's why he's been reluctant to do that but yet oh, but, but, but uh, if possession is not ownership I agree yes. there yeah. but uh, the closest thing to proving this mm. for someone who wrote the white paper mm. you know he would understand that the only language he could use to convince, especially the crypto community, mm -hmm. I mean, you can f convince the courts by any other documents that he have, any other evidence that he has, mm -hmm. but to convince the Bitcoin community itself, which is what he's mostly fighting with. Yeah, no, he's it, not. It, it can he only doesn't care about proving it to the Bitcoin community. He, he, okay. he, has no, he doesn't care about that at all. Uh, that's not something that uh, keeps him up at night. I'm like, oh, there's nobody believes me that I'm, mm. I'm Satoshi Nakamoto. He doesn't have that concern or that worry. Right. Um, you know, uh, what right now, uh, people are calling him fraud and so on and, and bringing his name into repute, you know, McCormack and so on. Mm. And, um, you know, he's like, well, it's in my rights. If you, if you called me a fraud, Cray, I would, I would say, look, I'm... Either you, you apologize or whatever, or I'm going to sue you for defamation. Yeah. So uh, Craig Wright has every right to, to do that. If, if uh, I mean, that's calling his reputation into repute. Remember, he's a businessman, yeah. and he wants to have business relationships. And if suddenly the world is saying he's a fraud, you know, he's going to want to shut that down. And Peter McCormack has asked for it. You know, he kept on saying, sue me, sue me, sue me. But, so, but they went to court, and then I think Peter won the, the, the court case. No, there was no winning court case. It wasn't. There was a magistrate. Uh, uh, all that happened was uh, uh, that, um, you know, the, the magistrate at the time made his sort of, uh, you know, it gave his opinion, but it, it's got nothing to do with what, what, uh, like a, what a court has decided. Okay. They haven't decided whether or not Craig is lying. Mm. In fact, they decided that he was Satoshi Nakamoto because he now had to pay money to Ira Kleiman, who's suing uh, Craig Wright because of Dave Kleiman's uh, Bitcoins, that mm. uh, Ira the brother, if you know about the story. Yes. Ira is now saying, well, that's my brother's money and I'm the, the you know, the benefactor, so I want to now get my share. Yeah. And so what has the court done? It's actually said, all right, Craig Wright, you're going to have to pay that up. Since you, yeah, yeah. Because you're the guy. You've got the money. You've got the, the coins. So isn't that, isn't that interesting? So look, you know, the, the whole crypto community uh, are very ex are keen to know if this guy is lying or not. Mm. For in their minds, they think that it's so simple to, to move coins. But Craig Wright is not going to play that game. He doesn't care if everybody 
uh, is going to be calling him fraud. He's carrying on building. You know, he is the guy who has all uh, has the Bitcoin, and um, you know, it, it's meaningless what the crypto community say about him. You're a, com a computer scientist yourself, so one of the arguments that comes out is that uh, from a lot of developers, they say that they don't think that Craig Wright is a competent enough developer to create something like Bitcoin. What is your take on that? Well, I disagree. I mean, okay. uh, uh, if you just look at his credentials and you see his history and you see how much work he's done, not just mm. uh, in programming. I mean, he, he, he lectured on it. Of course, he's not a, a wizard programmer, mm. but he's a, a, he's a polymath. I mean, he, he he's, has law, uh, legal expertise. You know, he's got, he's got uh, degrees in law. Um, he, he, um, he, he's done a lot of work, uh, forensic auditing work for companies over the last t 30 years. You know, if you just look, if you if you just get past the sort of I can't bear this person, and you mm -hmm. actually go and look into his history, you'll see that he's he's ex, he's ex, so ex, experienced in so many of the kinds of ideas that need a Bitcoin type technology to be born. You know, he understands money and he understands the legal aspect of money. You know, he understands the regulatory aspect of money. He understands the networking that is involved in something like this. Mm -hmm. um, of course, maybe coding up the client, you know, the Bitcoin client, he wasn't a genius at it. And uh, and the white paper certainly was edited um, by probably Dave and, and other people just to make it a little bit more formal and stuff. Mm. But um, I think, and this is what has convinced me getting to know him, is that he is by far the most a credible person in terms of uh, Satoshi Nakamoto I have ever seen. Not only because of his history and his credentials and everything that he he's done before, but the fact that he's continuing at his company Enchain to deliver white papers and actually getting patents out of those white mm. papers that are being granted around all this technology. So, you know, it's it's actually when you dig into his person, when you see this person, when you meet him and you go and look at the work that he's doing, mm. I can tell you it's more bizarre to believe that he's not Satoshi Nakamoto than that he is. You know, you think, okay, he's done all those things, he's that kind of person, he's, he's uh, wealthy, he's um, you know, done all these, written all these, white pa these papers, you know, he's got all these patents, but he's not Satoshi Nakamoto. Well, then he's actually better than Satoshi Nakamoto if, if he's not actually do, Satoshi Nakamoto. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so another thing is, what do you think of Nick Zabo? Well, I mean, he's an interesting person. I don't think he's this uh, ama as amazing as everyone makes him out to be. I don't think that uh, him in he didn't invent smart contracts, you know, uh, and his uh, his money system, was it uh, e-gold or bitgold or something like that? Uh, it was flawed and it didn't work. You know, he tried to make things anonymous. So, you know, of course, he's this kind of character that that people have kind of latched onto since Satoshi disappeared as, you know, okay, the next best thing. It's kind of like guys like Adam Back. Mm. You know, it's like, well, Adam Back was was um, you know mentioned in the white paper so man this guy's got to be you know as good as satoshi you know they all have backgrounds in, in technology but none of it has been there's, there's not much accomplishment there mm. i mean what have they done that's succeeded or been great so i mean of course they're, they're i'm not going to say anything about their characters but um i don't think we should elevate them uh, as much as i think the btc community want to uh, because again the proof of the pudding is in the eating well what have they done so, so uh, from what you know uh, of Craig, mm. does he come across as a guy who would create something like Bitcoin and without patenting it? Yes. Because he's, historically he has like a patenting, yes. he's like a patent magnet. He likes to patent he stuff. He does, but a lot of those patents are, are, are defensive patents. I mean, mm. he, he, he wants his vision of Bitcoin. And that's why Bitcoin SV is called SV because it's Satoshi's vision. 
uh, we, he wants the Satoshi vision of mm. Bitcoin. So that's another thing about Craig Wright. If anybody has, has been consistent about what Satoshi Nakamoto created, if you go look at everything that Craig Wright has written and said, and you compare it to everything Satoshi Nakamoto has written and said, there's no contradiction. So Satoshi's vision was all about creating this system that everybody could use, that was legal and so on. And that's what he wants. He wants to create a system like that. Mm. So what is he doing with all, most of his patents? Is uh, he's now locking them to Bitcoin SV. So if you want to come up with Lightning, for example, by the mm. way, Craig Wright's patented Lightning, um, you can only do it on Bitcoin SV because he wants to protect the Satoshi vision of Bitcoin. He doesn't want the Bitcoin Core vision of Bitcoin or the Bitcoin Cash vision of Bitcoin. He wants the Bitcoin that Satoshi Nakamoto mm. created. That's why SV is called SV. But he's a businessman. And he's and of course he's going to create patents that he can now monetize, you know, because uh, he, as a business he mm. wants to build it. So did you say he patented uh, Lightning yes. Network? Yes. So it's patent. It's patented by Craig Wright. Okay. How about that? Interesting. Isn't that crazy. <laughs> Not that it, it's a it's a worthless patent because Lightning won't work uh, for oh, okay. all those reasons. No, but uh, so why did he create it? He didn't create Lightning, mm. but the, the the ideas around Lightning, the the, the payment channel ideas and so on, mm. those ideas he's actually managed to patent. So the grant he's and it's been granted. Oh, okay, so you need you need a license. Uh, a if you want to use Lightning and mm. you don't uh, 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 exactly, you, you're going to have to probably do some kind of licensing agreement with Enchain. Okay. So he he's he, he's the kind of person who who uh, knows that you can't patent Bitcoin because if you patent Bitcoin, nobody's going to use it. Mm. Nobody's going to build upon it. But if you can patent all the, the the clever ideas around it, as a normal business would, I mean, think about the internet. No one's patented the internet protocol, mm. but they've certainly patented all these ideas around the internet as smart businesses, businessmen should. Yeah. You know, he's now let the, the technology out there. He's creating defensive patents, so people are forced to use uh, Bitcoin SV, the Satoshi Vision version, mm. and patents that he can then monetize, you know, as IP that can be, you know, licensed or, or sold or something like that. Awesome. What, are, uh, what else would you like to say to the entire crypto community, lastly? Yes, yeah, so let's just go back. I mean, let's carry on with this Craig Wright thing because, you know, he is a, 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 the, the, the stumbling block yes. for most people. You know, especially if you were in Bitcoin before Craig Wright came mm. on the scene. You know, we all had our, our ideas around what Bitcoin was. You know, we, we had this idea that it was going to be the system that could be outside of the, the law and outside of government. It was this independent thing that people like us could freely use and it was going to change the world. And then suddenly Craig Wright came onto the scene and he was like, no, no, it's about law and it's about regulations and yeah. it's about patents and it's about business and it's about commercialization. Um, well, you know, that was a, a, a big I mean, for everybody, you know, that was a, a, like a big thing for us, you know, because now we, we were all sort of drinking this Bitcoin Kool-Aid, which was this, you know, everything that, that uh, Craig Wright is not, yeah. believing that that's what it was all about. And uh, he's now come onto the scene and say, no, guys, you're wrong. And, uh, and th that's why, and he doesn't just say you're wrong. You know, he'll call you an idiot or mm. he'll swear and he'll be coarse and Australian. And for a lot of people, that's just, they can't get that. They can't buy into it. But, you know, that's going to be, you know, and you asked me if I was a Christian. You know, uh, and, uh, uh, and to, actually, I, I'm glad you asked me that because um, it's the same kind of thing here. You know, uh, if you are a religious person, you know, you've got your reasons for believing something. And mm -hmm. as a Christian, you know, I, I have reasons for believing it. I don't just believe it because I, like, I, I, I was told to believe it. You know, there are a number of things that I had to pull together, I, like things that, you know, history, science, uh, philosophy, that brought me to this amount of information that I had to say, well, 
I've got all this evidence, as, yeah. a, as a judge would have in a court. You know, if he wants to judge somebody's being a murderer, he'll say, where were you? Is your DNA at the scene? You know, did, did there was a witness there? Did he see you? It's not just one of those things that will acquit you or, or the judge will say you're, you're now going to go to jail. Mm. He will take all this evidence and he'll put it together and he'll say, right, given all this evidence, which way does the, this now lead me? Is it, is it more likely given this evidence that that is true or this is true? Yes. Or am I still on the fence? And judges have to make that decision. Sometimes mm. they sit on the fence. They say, I can't, I can't decide. Right. Sometimes the judge will say, this is sufficient for me to now make a judgment. Yes. You're, you're, you're guilty or you're not guilty. Craig, uh, and as a Christian, going back to that, that's all the same for me. Mm. I had to come up with all this evidence and information and I have to say, all right, what, what do I decide? Am I on the fence? Do I decide, yes, God exists? Mm. Or do I just decide God does not exist? And, and I decided, well, I've got a lot of information here, a lot of evidence. It persuades me. Craig Wright is exactly the same kind of thing. You know, you have to look at all the things I've been telling you about and more. You mm -hmm. have to look at his history, the, 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 the people that he was involved with, the, the work that he's, he's done in the past, the work that he continues to do today, you know, the things that he says. And you have to say, all right, given all that information, even if I don't like this guy, mm -hmm. what must I do? Do I decide to sit on the fence? Do I decide that it's, I'm going to throw it away and say, no, I refuse to acknowledge it, it's all bull, you know? Or it might be true, but it still doesn't persuade me or it persuades me and when you start not being so close-minded and just every time you see his face you just get this angry look mm. and, and just you want you want to tweet and say what an idiot this guy is if you just go and spend a little bit of time and you go and look at everything I've said I can tell you mm. Greg you and everybody who is listening to this yeah they will also start saying ah I, you know it's kind of like when you're coming over the the fence and you're going onto the other side and you realize Ah, like okay it's it, it's persuading me i'm feeling uncomfortable about it but my mind and my brain is telling me look this just makes sense i'm not loving it but i have to go where the evidence leads and eventually you'll pop over that fence and you'll be like okay i've come to but for, you know for, for a lot of um guys in this for a lot of people in this space that are more technical mm. you know there's a lot of technical people that you know, to them, evidence is much more like, you know, the code that yes. you can show. It's kind sure. of like a very binary yes. kind of evidence. Everybody's and, got their different levels. Yeah, yeah, yes. right. So, you know, there's a certain level that I think Craig Wright's conversation doesn't cross. Mm. You know, I feel that that's how I feel. It's mm. like you, you provide certain type of evidence, mm. but then for people who are looking for technical evidence, mm you know that has never been provided yes you know and it's the same with with religion you yeah know, some people need more evidence some people need god to actually I'm, 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 one, I'm one of those yes you, you want god to write his name on the on the heavens okay yeah. uh, for other people they don't need, no, need nothing mm. they just need to wake up and just have this feeling in their heart and they're, I can and they're feel it. so everybody is a, has a diff is on the spectrum mm. you know and uh, for some people it's going to be very difficult i mean you can imagine those btc guys you know they for them it's going to take you know, literally, and they've even said it. If Craig Wright moves those coins tomorrow, they're going to believe that he stole the <laughs> right. keys. Right. So nothing will convince them. But if you are sort of, okay, I'm like this, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe not, then why not just put a little bit more effort into it and go and look into this mm. and, 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 and see, you know, look past the, the things that are like bug you about him, you know, like yeah. the way he acts and the way his demeanor and so on. And if you just kind of look behind and you just, and you, you know, they say in religion, you've got to open your heart, mm -hmm. you know, if you just open your heart a little bit and you say, all right, like, I don't like this guy, but I'm going to be willing to just put a little bit more effort into, into 
digging into it, you know, seeing what's going on. Mm. I can assure you uh, that that you are going to be led down that path. You might not like it, that journey, yeah. But eventually, you're going to come to a point where you'll say, "Well, the evidence you know, is there." I mean, you know, they say like that that you, you have to have more faith. Like for me, I I always say this to my my friends and people who ask me if I'm religious. Mm. I always say I have to have more faith to believe that God doesn't exist than that He does, given the the things that I like the evidence and things that I've like mm. picked up. You know, right. I have to have more faith to believe Craig Wright is not Satoshi Nakamoto <laughs> than to believe that he is. If I, if, that he, if I believe that he is Satoshi Nakamoto, everything makes sense. Who he is, where he comes from, the work he's doing today, mm-hmm. uh, the, the fact that he's continuing to push Satoshi's vision in terms of Bitcoin, it all fits. If he's a liar and he's not Satoshi Nakamoto, mm. well then he is the biggest psychopath you know, I've, uh, that exists. Like oh, somebody yeah. who is not just a liar, but actually mad. Right. You know what I mean? What, what, what are you going to do? Well, what would you do if it comes out that he's not? Well, uh, I mean, I'll be blown away uh, by it. Uh, and I'll be like uh, a little bit disappointed because it's nice to feel like Satoshi has been found. Um, and, uh, but, but it won't make me think any less of him. You know, mm. I, I, don't, I, I, think, I still think he's a genius. You know, and I, like I said, it's not just because I think he invented Bitcoin. It's because of the work he continues to do today. And I, I, you should see, uh, if you look into Enchain and see what they're doing, you're going to be amazed by mm. the, the work that they're continuing to do in, in this Bitcoin space. So if he's not Satoshi, well, then he is, he's better than Satoshi in terms of his inventions and, and everything. And he's, he's a person that you should consider seriously anyway and do your best to you know, read his papers and so on. If he's not Satoshi, he's still amazing. I think. I mean, mm. he's still he's still a, a, a character, you know. Uh, sometimes difficult to swallow, but he, he's an amazing genius, whether he's Satoshi or not. If he's not Satoshi, well, then my quest goes on, and I'm gonna right. still be looking for this guy Satoshi because I still want to meet that guy one day. Right. But if Craig is Satoshi, well, I've met him. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and then I'm, I'm, my heart is is satisfied, you know, because right. the Satoshi question is closed. Mm. But Craig Wright, to me, it's an endless quest for a lot of people, you know. Yes. Well, if you deny Craig Wright, mm. it's an endless quest, yes. I believe. You'll never I think, I think people also like to make it an endless quest. Yes, they want the that, mystery. Yeah. You know, the mystery is always more beautiful than the, than the reality. You know, it's like, a, 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 to put a, a coarse example, you know, a, a naked woman isn't as mysterious and, and beautiful as a, a clothed woman. Oh, yeah, you know for I mean? sure. For like sure. the mystery is always, you know, something Different. that you want. Yeah. That's why people want the mystery of Satoshi. They want that, like, exciting thing, like, who's this mm. guy, you know? Yeah, right. And to suddenly say, no, it's just a normal human being there he is you know mm. then it's like ah oh, the mystery has gone yes. and I don't have that mystery anymore so anyway awesome man thank you yeah. so much for your time Pleasure, again thanks. Thanks so, it's, so it's a great time always thank cool. you very much Hello once again and that was the end of our conversation and just before you go just want to communicate a few things with you uh, quickly if you have uh enjoyed any of the podcasts or this specific podcast episode i would appreciate it if you share it with your friends and family through your social media twitter facebook etc etc as well as write me a five-star review on itunes or apple podcast app that would be fantastic it helps me flourish and sustain this podcast as well Uh, we also on other platforms like soundcloud uh, stitcher radio um and all other major podcast platforms so whichever way you're listening to it i would appreciate it if you leave me a review you can also subscribe to the Graph podcast through my website greyjabesi.com g-r-e-y-j-a-b-e-s-i.com 
there you also find some of the blogs that I'm writing sometimes and you get notified as soon as the new episode has been published. Until next time, enjoy and be productive. Thank you.